Jesus said in John chapter 12, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. That's what Jesus said. and That's what we're trying to do here at Emmanuel. Hello, my name's Pastor Bob Gray, and I'm glad that you've taken the time to join us for one of our services. Our goal here at Emmanuel is to lift up Christ, to lift him up so high that no matter where you're at right now, he will draw you closer to him. That's our goal. May you enjoy the services of Emmanuel. And if I can be of service to you, please let me know. God bless you. Enjoy the service. Y'all, there's been a, a series that I've had on, on the back when it comes to the family um, that the Lord said to pull the trigger and get it done. And so that's exactly what I'm going to do. I wasn't going to start the series, and, and I may give one lesson tonight, and then I may kind of move on. Um, but if you'll take your Bibles and let's go to the book of Job. And, uh, and I, and I want to speak tonight, uh, just a, a family dynamic, um, but I want to speak along the lines of dealing, dealing with depression in a home. Uh, dealing with depression in a friend, dealing with depression as it comes. I think it is a subject that we do not talk about as independent Baptists because we don't believe that it's real. Y'all listen to this. It's real. It's real. I've been asking people along the way. In fact, I, I asked my wife this, and, um, and uh, she answered in the affirmative, when I, think, when I asked her, I said, do, do you think depression is real? And do you think it, it, it truly hits people? And she was like, absolutely. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but since I've been working on this for the last, oh, I would say six months, the lessons just keep coming. And I, I am not going to stand here and tell you that I am a medical professional. I, I, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to stand here and tell you I have all the answers because I do not have all the answers. I am going to tell you that this, we need to take the covers off of this subject and we need to look at it through the eyes of Scripture because we have a God that lives on the inside of us. I want to start with Job chapter 1. And in Job chapter 1, everything in Job's life is right where it needs to be. God estimation of Job is this is a man. And, and, there, and three things were said about Job in Job chapter 1, verse 1. There was a man in the land of Uz. I love to stop here and go, not Oz, but Uz. Okay. The land of Uz, whose name was Job. That man was, the three things said, was what, please? Perfect, upright, one that feared God and eschewed evil. Perfect means he was superior in, in, in physique. He was superior in just this intellect, everything put together. This was a perfect man. He had everything going for him. Look at the second thing. Second thing, and upright, one that feared God and eschewed evil. This word eschewed means that if evil was this pulpit, then and he had to get to the baptistry, he would go all the way around to not even cross through where evil was at. This was this type of man. But this man's perfect world, all of a sudden, look at his substance, born seven, daughters, seven sons, three daughters, verse two, verse three, 7,000 sheep, 
3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she-asses, a very great household, so that this man was the what, please, greatest of all the men of the east. All of a sudden, you're going to find out that this takes a turn. Now, I'm not going to equate scripturally the fact that for, for the reason behind the turn, okay? Because I think that where we biblically can say God, he could not find, Satan could not find Job when he walked through this earth, so he could not find Job. But biblically, this is not what I'm trying to get at. I'm not trying to get at that, that Satan's after you, Satan is the cause. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just telling you that this Job went from having it all to having nothing. So now we come to verse number 13 of chapter 1. And there was a great day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in the eldest brother's house. We know what happens. The messenger comes and he says, look, the Sabaeans fell upon them, verse 15, and took them away. They slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped to tell thee. So now this man's world has lost, but it just keeps coming. And this is, this is going to tuck this away for, for what's about to be, what we're about to talk about. Verse 16, while he was yet speaking, he was interrupted. There came also another and said, the fire of God has fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep, the servants, and consumed them. I'm only. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, the Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking and behold the great wind. So all of a sudden, you're going to find out that there was a day. The day started out, this is the greatest man in the East. The day ended up total loss. Always remember this. There is a difference between losing financially, losing family, losing physically. And, and again, I'm not going to get into these three, but then in verse number 20, Job's response, he ran his, he ran his mantle, shaved his head, fell down, and worshiped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Doesn't mean that he was not sorrowful about his affliction, but, but here's the premise. When we're, when we're Biblically, when you're dealing with depression and you're dealing with dark times, I think what you have to understand is it can change in a day. Y'all always remember this. The spouse you went to bed with last night is not the same spouse you will wake up with because everything can change. The spouse you left this morning when you walked out of the house is not the spouse you will return to. The spouse that you talked to on the phone five minutes ago is not the spouse you will talk on the phone five minutes from now. Life has a way of changing and what we have done is we have created a standard that you that 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 something you're just not right with God if you don't respond this way. Life changes. Life changes so quickly. And one of the things that we all must remember is the kids that left your presence right now will not be the same kids that return to your presence. And that's why you must remember that here, Job, everything changed. Well, then you come to chapter two. You come to chapter 2, and again there was a day 
the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also, uh, also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, from walking up and down. They go back through. They talk about Job in verse number 3. In verse number 4, Satan answered and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his own life. What Satan was literally saying was, I took away all that he had. There's a different struggle between losing what you have and losing who you are. This is where all of a sudden, if you could, and, 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 and by the clock because we're going to be invaded, I only have 20 minutes to lay a foundation, and, and, and I may continue this next week. But know this, there is a difference between losing things, losing people around you and losing who you are. There are people that have walked through death in a family. I, we were talking to a family just not too long ago, in fact, in fact, Sunday, and they were describing how that they lost their son. And then, what, a month ago, we get a phone call and they lost their granddaughter in a wreck. And to look into the eyes of these two, the loss was immense. Coping with this loss is immense. But when somebody starts losing value on the inside, if you'll notice, and if you'll just kind of take a, take a note here, I found this very interesting. After Job lost the things around him, okay, he still had that ability to stay above water, all right? So he still had that ability to say, if you look at verse 20, Job 1, verse 20. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So, so he had that ability to balance. So all of a sudden, things are not, he's, he has lost, but, but he had that ability to stay balanced. That, that is amazing to me. But the second round, he, he didn't stay that balanced. Because look, if you will, in chapter 2. So now we come down to verse number 7. So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. And he took him a potsherd to scrape himself with all, and he sat down among the ashes. Job's entire life comes to a screeching halt. We're going to find out he was the greatest, okay? And if you read the book of Job, you're going to find out that men came to him. Old men stood. Young people desired him. He would walk into a room and he was the life of the party. But all of a sudden, when, his, when he started breaking out in boils from his foot to his head, understand they're on his feet. He no longer can walk his routine. And now they have made his way to his head, which means his face. Now he cannot even function. And now the only thing he can do is go to the ashes, sit down, and start scraping. Job lost everything around him. But when he started losing self-worth, this is when chapter 3 happens, okay? 
when, when you're dealing with depression, that's why you have to be, and, and I say you, I'm just talking generically. But when, when all of a sudden you are aware of the talking points of somebody, okay? And this is why we cannot be out of touch with people. We have to be very much in touch. And so when you, when you walk through here, now we get to chapter 3. Well, if you go to the, the end of chapter, chapter 2, Job had three friends. So Job chapter 2, he had three friends. These three friends heard of the evil. Let me pause and just say this. When bad things happen to your friends, don't wait. Get over the awkwardness. Either you're a friend or you're not a friend. And always take a chance on that friendship. Always. Don't, 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 don't treat it like the elephant in the middle of the room. Don't, don't just, don't, 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 don't. No, no, no. If you hear of a calamity happen, you walk right up to your friend and you say, you okay? Are you okay? Talk to me. Are you okay? Because his friends, and I'm going to stop and just say this, his friends took a bad rap. But I do think it was his friends that pulled him out. Because we're going to look at a couple of things here in, in, in just this atmosphere. So look what his friends did. And when they lifted up their eyes, verse 12, they knew him not. They lifted up their voice and wept. And they rent everyone his mantle and sprinkled dust upon their heads toward heaven. So they sat down with him upon the ground seven days and seven nights, and none spake a word unto him, for they saw that his grief was very great. I wrote this down when I was studying the very first friend to be introduced in chapter 4 is Eliphaz. I wrote this down about his friends. Good friends, good end, weak premise. Good friends, good end. Job came out of it. But they had a couple of weak premises, and I think we can learn from all of it. I, I will say kudos to these friends that left where they were at and came and sat down with their friend when they heard, oh, my soul, you're telling me he lost what? And he did what? And, and, and what happened? Are you serious? And now he's where? Oh, no, guys, guys, get up, get up. We got to go. We got, we got to, like, go right now. <laughs> Miss, Miss Kelly had a procedure yesterday, and, uh, and we were walking through one of the nurses uh, that was there. I've, we've known forever, forever. And I stopped and talked to her, and I said, you know what I appreciate about y'all? And, and her, she has a group of friends, and we're talking two decades ago. And now they're all professionals and all married. And I said, you know what I appreciate, appreciate about you people? And I was talking about her, her and her, her circle of friends. I said, if Miss Kelly and I needed anything, y'all would come and camp out on that front step until that need was met. And she pulled that mask down and she said, you better believe it. Listen to me. Friends. And here's where somebody said, no, 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 we got to go. So these three friends traveled. They set aside their world for their friend's world. Nothing means more than when you find something out that is going on. So depression, it's like a dark cloud that sets in. You, you know, I will tell you that preaching a lot of sermons and preaching to a lot of people, I don't think I've ever hit this close to home than what I'm hitting right now. Because I will tell you that when this happens and it just closes in like this, 
you and I don't know the depth of what we can do. And I do think that there's some things here. So let's, now they sit for seven days, chapter three, Job finally opens his mouth. We're getting ready to find out how much has this affected Job? So how much has this affected him? It has affected him so much that the first round of loss, he got up and worshiped God, he shaved his head, he ran his clothes, threw ashes on himself, and, and he was just like, okay, let me see if I can mentally put this right. Naked came I in, I'm going out the same way. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Just blessed be the name of the Lord. Because everything had not yet touched him. But now when his physique, perfection's gone, now when his mode of travel feet are gone, and now his world has been reduced to an ash heap, and now his skin is just so ugly to look upon because that's what his friends said about him. In fact, go back to the end of, of, of chapter 2. And when they lifted up their eyes afar off, look, look at and what, please? Knew him not. Have you ever seen a friend that lost a lot of weight and then all of a sudden they're gaunt and all of a sudden they just, and you just stare? It wasn't even a recognition. The Bible says when they saw this man that was the prince of the east that everybody came to see and all of a sudden they saw, what? The Bible says they didn't even know him. But when they figured out this is who it was, they were so overwhelmed. Job could handle the loss around him. Job could not handle the loss within him. This is why we got to keep our eyes open for the people around us when they start losing. When, when people start losing friends around them. When people start losing what is now become their socialization around them. When all of a sudden a husband loses a job, he's lost this around him. Well, it's one thing to lose around you. It's a whole other thing when you lose within you. So now we come, Job finally opens his mouth, and, is, and let's break it down into segments, okay? Verse 1 through verse 10. So if you're, if you're kind of taking notes, verse 1 through verse 10, Job wanted his birthday to be a day that never existed on the calendar. Look what he said. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed his day, and Job spake and said, Let the day perish wherein I was born, and the night in which it was said, There is a man-child conceived. Let that day be darkness. Let not God regard it from above. Neither let the light shine upon it. Let darkness and the shadow of death stain it. Let a cloud dwell upon it. Let the blackness of the day terrify it. As for that night, let darkness seize upon it. Let it not be joined into the days of the year. Let it not come into the number of the months. Lo, let the nights be solitary. Let no joyful voice come, come therein. Let them curse it that curse the day, who are ready to raise up the morning. Let the stars of the twilight thereof be dark. Let it look for light, but have none. Neither let it see the dawning of the day, because it shut not, because it shut not up the doors of my mother's womb, nor hid my sorrow from mine eyes. What Job started talking was this, it was better if I was never born. Please know this, words are precursor to actions. You and I, can never, we can no longer dismiss words. And when somebody starts losing around them, 
what we have to make sure is that all of a sudden they're not losing within them to where they're like, that day on that calendar that people celebrate my birthday, I wish that day had never happened. I don't want that day to ever happen. So you find here, now look at verse 11 and 12. He wishes that his birth, so now he's addressing, I wish I was never born. Look at chapter, chapter 3, verse 11 and 12. Now here, Job wishes he would have out of the womb died. Job wishes that no human being would have helped him or sustained him. Because look at verse 11 and 12. Why died I not from the womb? Why did I not give up the ghost when I came out of the belly? Why did the knees prevent me or why the breast that I should suck? What he is saying is this. Why did you put me on your knees? Why did my mother do this? Why didn't my mother just let me fall to the ground? Why didn't my mother just let me just be just, just fall to the dirt? I don't like the day I was born. And now it travels to this. Why didn't my mama just let me die? When depression sets in, then, then it starts biblically, according to these passages, there is... I wish I was never born. And as much as we like to make fun of it's a wonderful life, let me tell you something. There is an element of truth to when people are like, I wish I had been better if I had never been born. That's taken right out of the book of Job. Then all of a sudden, it's like I wish my mom, man, if my mom would have just aborted me, I would have been okay. I would not be in this position had I not been born. I would not be in this position had my mom and my dad not sustained me. So you keep walking through here. Go to, go to verse 13 through 19. Because all he's seeking is this. So, so I want you to look at Job. For now should I have lain still and been quiet. It is not that Job... Now these next verses are very insightful. Listen to this because we're getting ready. How do you deal with this? How, how, what, what is my role? And I will tell you this right now, there are times when pastor will get depressed. So what is Kelly's role? There are times Kelly, it happens to Kelly, what is my role? The end is, is not that I wish I was never born. That's not the end. Because we're getting ready to look into what is the reason. The, 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 the whole thing going on is not, I wish my mama would have let me die. That's not it. But look at, now we're getting into the truth of it. For now should I have lain still and been quiet. I should have slept, then I had been out. Please, please, what is, that, what is that last word in verse 13? What is that? Would you say that out loud? That's what he's after. He is not after never being born. He just wants peace. He just wants rest. He's tired. I've lost it all. Now I can't be who God made me to be. I have all this going on. So now he starts equating this. He starts saying, if I, if I could be at rest like, like those past kings, like those past princesses, like, like those children who died, they never lived like, like the wicked, even the prisoner, if you keep reading through there, if I could have just been like that, all, all I'm looking for is just rest. I'm looking for something to take away this pain. This is why... Again, I'm going to go back to it like I talked about Sunday morning. This is why the anesthesiologist is such a vital role when it comes to pain management through surgery. 
because I don't want to be aware. And sleep and rest. I, I, just, I, just, want to, I just want rest. And so the idea here is, is that Job's like he has lost, but the loss around him, he, he, he rebounded from this. The loss within him, this is the conclusion he came to. Look at, look at verse, verse number 16, or his hidden untimely birth. Verse 17, the wicked cease from troubling, and there the weary be at rest. So no matter how bad of a life they live, because he talks about prisoners and oppressors, no matter how bad of a life he, they lived, they still got rest. And here I've lived a good life, and I can't get rest. So now if you would look at verse number 20. And now verse 20 and 22 Job was perplexed as to why God gives life to a person who wants to die. <laughs> Look what he says here. Wherefore is light, and, and this signifies life, wherefore is light given to him that is in misery, and life unto the bitter and soul, which long for death, but it cometh not, and dig for it more than for hid treasures, which rejoice exceedingly and are glad when they find the grave. Job was confused as to why God does not allow death to happen to a person who digs for it and then rejoices exceedingly when he sees a graveyard. Because if you'll notice here in verse 23, why is light given to a man whose way is hid, whom God hath hedged in? Job wanted to know this, God, why won't you let me die? Just let me die. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily wanting to go into the series here because I am going to give you one solution, what his friends did for him. But if you go to verse 24, I'm not doing this for any other thing, then I think it's time that we understand that, look, all of us get here, okay? Look at verse, even look at verse 24. For my sighings... Cometh before I eat, and my roarings are poured out like the waters. His grief has replaced his meals. In fact, would you take your Bible and go to Psalms 42 and verse 3 real quick. Psalms 42 and verse number 3. His grief had so gotten dark that, that the literal Hebrew here is that he never got to eat because of his grieving. Psalms 42, verse 3, my tears have been my meat day and night. My tears have been my meat day and night. Now, if this has never happened to you, then this is the most boring subject that you'll ever hear taught. If this has ever happened in your home, then if you're like me, my, my, my ears were very tuned into the Scriptures, and there are like 12 lessons. And this first lesson, I'm not even getting through the entire thing, was that this is Job, again, was able to handle the loss around him. He could not handle this loss within him. He, rebound, he rebounded. And, and I'll give you several thoughts along the way. I think the first thought I'll tell you is this. Do not assume because somebody rebounds from a tragedy in their life that they mentally are okay. Okay? So when somebody loses, do not think that just because they've rebounded and they're back doing whatever that they have, because they, what, this next one, this next one could be it. And so if you would go to Job chapter 3, verse 25. So verse 24, 
Verse 24 tells us, sighing before I eat. Verse 25, for the thing which I greatly feared. Now, this was interesting to me. These verses just like, man, just like tore me up here. Look at this, Job 3.25. For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come upon me. Do you know what Job was saying? I've always carried this fear with me. I have always carried this fear I would lose it all. I've always carried this fear I would no longer be good enough. I've always carried this fear that I would no longer be valuable in this society. That's why we have to pay attention when people are talking. This is why his friends did such a great job. They did not control the narrative. You know what they did? They just sat there and they waited for him to open his mouth. And when, they op when he opened his mouth and they just let him talk and talk, and talk, and talk, then a fear was revealed. This is huge. And then I think the other thing that is huge is I just want rest. I, was, I knew this was going to happen. So then we come all the way down to verse 26. So look what it says in verse 26. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. Job's expression here is the swiftness with which trouble came and how fast they came. This is why this one verse right here has made me very aware here recently that just because you're okay when I say goodbye does not mean you're okay when I say hello. It can happen so fast. Now, let me give you one thing just to end this night. Although the clock says I have 39 seconds, I do have overtime of five minutes, okay? Go to Job chapter 4. I'm sorry, back up to Job chapter 2 and look at verse 11. And, 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 and here is, you say, well, how do I help? How do I help? What, what do I do? Look at Job chapter 2 and verse 11. Now, when Job's three friends heard... Look all the way down toward the end. They, for they had made an appointment to what, please? Together. To come to mourn with him and to what? We, 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 the first thing you need to do is this. Get their friends and y'all get together and say, come on. Our friend is hurting. We are not waiting on him to reach out. No, not going to happen. It is not going to happen. I was on my way to church tonight, and I got a call from an old teenager. My phone rings, and I'm like, hey, man. He goes, hey, Brother Bob, did you know da-da-da-da-da-da-da? And I said, I did not know that. And he said, hey, what do we need to do? And I said, let me make a phone call. Let me find something out. He said, you call me back. You let me know. And I got a phone call out to find out what is going on. Here is a friend calling a friend, telling me about a friend, telling me we got to do something. Listen, no longer can we sit on the sidelines and act like it doesn't exist. No, it exists. It exists. It is called intervention. It is called when, no, 
No, we are taking a chance. Obviously, these guys, it was a group effort. Look at the next one. It was an emotional connect. They mourned with him. If you'll let your eyes drift between 11, 12, and 13, they mourned with him. They comfort him. And then it was a silent support. All of a sudden, they just went and sat. This silent support, this, this being silent when this grief, let the grief make its way to the surface. It, 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 is, it is a unique quality that when all of a sudden there is this darkness that happens, listen, be there. Be there. Be there. Call friends and say, come on, we're going to go throw a party at this house. Because it doesn't matter. Just being there, I promise you, it will come to the surface. The second thing I want to tell you is look at Job chapter 4 and verse 2. Man, so many things. Job chapter 4 and verse 2. So the Eliphaz comes. I have one minute and 20 seconds. Eliphaz comes. And then look at verse 2 because this is the key. If we assay to commune with thee, wilt thou be grieved? But who can withhold himself from speaking? The friends knew that the thinking of Job needed to be weighed in balance of life and God. So listen, they knew, Job, if we assay to commune with thee. In other words, what we, we have heard what you have said. Now we're going to step up. This friend literally was saying this, we have heard what you have said, now we're going to step up and be totally honest with you. This is the hallmark of a friend. Let me tell you something. A friend, if you are really a friend, a brother is born for the day of adversity. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. And there are some things, my, there are some things that my friends can say to me that total strangers cannot say to me. But God bless friends who just go, we got to talk. Are you okay? And then when that grief starts coming up, and this is what Eliphaz was saying. He said, if we commune with thee, if we prove to you. So a say to commune and sticking to the point, and will this offend you? But look at the conclusion that they came to. But who can withhold himself from speaking? Hey, let me tell you, I think a lot of times friends communing, it's like, who can, who can, who can hold this one back? I, I, I can no longer be silent. We got to talk. Now, I'll give you what they talked about, but let me encourage you to take Job chapter 4. Read it in light of Job chapter 3, because Eliphaz answered 90% of what Job said, he answered it right. But there was 10% that he got wrong, in my opinion, that he missed the mark, which told me this. Are you ready? This was what I walked away with. Even if you get it wrong on some levels, God will still get it right on a big level. <laughs> I walked away going, even if we get it wrong, you know what most people, I don't, I'm not a clinical psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a pastor. I don't even know what to say to these people. What do I do with my friends that are this way? Listen, even if we get 
it wrong on this level, God gets it right on this level. There were some things that Eliphaz said to Job that chapters later, Job reached in and he pulled it out. And by the time we get to the end of the book, Job has more at the end of the book. I'm, I'm, I, and, and I hesitate to go through this series because I am not an expert on this. I am not a therapist. But I am a pastor that believes this book can help us. And this book will help us more than what you know. Let me tell you, I'll leave you with two things. One, if you hear of a friend going through loss around them, you better make contact like right now. Do not let them go through this alone. Number two, when they start talking about the fact that I wish I'd never born, I wish I was never born. I just want rest. I just, I just want this peace. I knew this was always this fear. And I don't know who put this in Job. There's a little, there's a there's obscure, there's two obscure verses, and I've gone a little bit off. There's two obscure verses down there in the book of Job that gives insight to where did he get this from. It just really is amazing. Thank you for being with us during this service. My prayer is always, as I study, that God would use his word to speak to people's hearts. And may you have a good day, a good week. Please know that if we can do anything for you here at Emmanuel, all you have to do is let me know. God bless you, my friend. Have a wonderful day.